God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And, you know, what are we fighting for here? What are we fighting for? We're fighting for our country. We're fighting for God uh, to uh, be prevalent in our country. We're fighting for our freedom of religion. We're fighting for our Second Amendment. We're fighting for all of the free people in the world. We're fighting for slave labor, uh, to end slave labor. These globalists, you know, who are trying to advocate higher wages for everybody are actually endorsing slave labor markets. How does that square? We always knew that they were lying when they were saying they want to raise your taxes <clears throat> or they they have a program that's not going to be a tax increase. They always lied about it. They always lied. We always knew that they were lying. And they would lie to, 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 to sell their goods because they didn't have the ability of election fraud. So they had to, to create a ruse. They had to create a fictional tale. They had to sell you something fake they had to be a snake oil salesman that's what they were doing so in the beginning they were you know that guy in a nice cheap suit that looked good with snake oil in his briefcase selling you you know thousand dollar encyclopedias coming door to door and telling you that they're the best in town. And you kind of knew that their price was not right. And you kind of knew that they were selling you snake oil. And you just knew it. And now, with the help of this big tech, and the help of China, and the help of COVID, and the help of uh, mail-in ballots, some of these 
greased-palmed Republican legislatures that were doing good for the will of the people were selling out one by one. Soros, George Soros, would buy one prosecutor after another and buy one politician after another and buy one Republican after another. And we see them pop up now, thanks to Donald Trump. We see them pop up like in the, in the name of um, <clears throat> Governor Kemp or Governor Ducey or uh, Gabriel uh, Sherman or you know any of those people, Duncan, Rappensberger in Georgia. And they sold out to a guy like Mark Elias. They would take a two-bit weasel Perkins Coey lawyer like Mark Elias and send him down to Georgia looking for a soul to steal. They would just send him down there and he would steal souls. Knowing what an evil person. I've been talking about Mark Elias for so long. What a scumbag of a man. What a complete and total scumbag of a guy is Mark Elias. And you say, well, who's Mark Elias? I don't even know him. You know but, but he's been around for a long time. He's a Clinton, an attorney for Clintons. He, he is a Perkins Coey attorney that he is at the center of the Russian hoax. He is the guy that was sitting on stage with John Podesta and Sean Henry. Who's Sean Henry? Oh, we forgot. CrowdStrike. What's CrowdStrike? They were the people that covered up the data systems for the DNC. Why? Oh, because Seth Rich got murdered, number one. Seth Rich and Sean Lucas got murdered, number two. Julian Assange, sitting over there in England, was disseminating information about the DNC servers that were supposedly hacked they weren't hacked. Bill Binney said that straight. Bill Binney said that straight. So Bill Binney comes out and he's talking about, you know, the timing of the transfers. And it's easy to do. Yeah, I'm a data person myself. And you just look at the time stamps to the nanosecond of how the files transferred. If you transfer a gigabyte in X amount of time, from the first file to the last file, you're going to get an account of how the speed transfer was, how much, how fast it transferred. <clears throat> and and in uh, the year 2015, 16, you couldn't achieve the speeds of the transfers of the data that WikiLeaks was disseminating unless you had an inside guy transferring it to a flash drive. Seth Rich, murdered without a witness or an autopsy, uh, just like um, just like Scalia was uh, murdered without a witness or an autopsy. They've been trying to get DACA. They've been trying to get that Pelican Brief spy novel. You're right. Uh, they've been trying to get power by hook or by crook. This... For me, this all started with Obama. 
the biggest dirtbag on the planet and his husband, Michael. Um, but I'm telling you, it goes way back to Prescott Bush and the CIA and JFK and onward. There was a few you know, people that were uninsured that got into office. One would be Richard Nixon. Guess what? He got impeached. So Richard Nixon gets impeached. How did he get impeached? The Democrats got plumbers, the crooks. They paid them off like Perkins Coey would pay off CrowdStrike and, and Mark Elias would pay them. Pay off CrowdStrike and pay off Fusion GPS to create a hoax. And they would say, well, we want you to cover it up. Because that's how we're going to get you. And sure enough, sure enough, Nixon got uh, resigned because he covered it up. The cover-up was worse than the crime, they said. But those plumbers were paid for by the DNC to rob their own headquarters at the Watergate Hotel at the time. It's a condominium now. RBG actually died there. RBG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, she lived there. But it was the Democrats that perpetrated the crime on their own headquarters. And the FBI, Mark Felt, deep throat, was in on it. And they were corrupt then as they are now. And that's the truth. Is this whole Watergate thing. And I remember hearing Donald Trump and they said, he said, I don't want to get involved. Because the cover up is worse than the crime. He said, if there's one thing I learned about Watergate, it's don't get involved. Just let the chips fall where they may, because if you didn't do anything, there's nothing to hide. There's going to be a whole lot of making up, a whole lot of stuff being made up. But don't get involved. In fact, I want my Attorney General Sessions to recuse himself. Don't even touch it. Because if you touch it, there's a fingerprint. And if there's a fingerprint, you're going to get it. Guess who got it? Guess who got touched? Yeah, you guessed it. General Flynn. General Flynn got touched. General Flynn got touched. So you got General Flynn touched. Boom. We're just going to send a couple of guys over. Remember what James Comey said, right? James Comey, we're going to send a couple of guys over. <laughs> they all laughed about it. They all laughed about the couple of guys getting sent over. I just thought I would test the waters. Send a couple of guys over. And they all laughed cavalierly, libtards, laughing in a crowd, not even realizing what they look like in a mirror. They're scum. My God, what are we living? What are we doing in America? But here it is. Here it is. They sent a couple of guys over and they touch Flynn. Flynn didn't do anything wrong with Kislyak's call. But they touched him. And they fabricated a 302. And they got him. And they got him. Because he was touched. 
So President Trump was asked several times, why don't you get involved? I don't want to touch it. Because as soon as they come near me, as soon as they walk in my office, as soon as they close the door, they're going to make stuff up. They hate me. They're evil. And if you listen to the Georgia rally, it is a war between good and evil. It is a war between God and country. It's a, it's a war between... They were talking about evil. They were talking about how enormous this problem is. I thought it was funny that Sidney Powell said something to the effect, it's 20% worse than she thought. 20? 20% worse than you thought? But here we are. We are... We are at the precipice of our country. And the question is, do we cower by our family and friends who tell us that we're off our marbles, that we're crazy, that we're spoiled sports? No, I say. No, I cut the cord. I'm done with Fox News. I've gone to Pluto TV. I've gone to Cloud TV. And I only say that because I want to share with you alternatives. I was talking to Paul Preston, for example. And he said, oh, man, Tucker Carlson really PO'd me. And I said, why? I said, I like Tucker, but yeah, I, I know I know where his stripes are. I mean, I know where he was originally, and I know he kind of, kind of came around to Trump, but you would not want Tucker Carlson in your foxhole, you know. If you were fighting for Trump, you would not want him in your foxhole because he would maybe turn the gun on you. You just don't want that guy in your foxhole. He's that, he doesn't have the spine for it. He doesn't have the uh, stomach for the blood and guts and gore that needs to be, uh, that you need in a fight like this one. But, but Paul said to me, now it was uh, about some other more recent things, and he said he cut the cord with Fox News a long time ago. And I said to Paul, I said, you know, there was only really two shows that I really liked to listen to, and that was Fox and Friends and, and Tucker. And I would pay my whole cable bill as a result of just those two shows. Because really, when I thought about it, I, I wasn't watching. Under COVID, there's no sports. I already, you know, ever since the noose episode, I cut off NASCAR. Ever since the taking of a knee, I cut off NFL. Uh, and then all this, you know, BS, Black Lives Matter stuff, I cut out the NBA. The only thing I ever really liked was college wrestling. And I can get that on Flow Wrestling or um, some other outlet, you know, like where you watch it on the computer. So, and, and they don't even have a wrestling season this season because of COVID. I guarantee you after January 20th, after the inauguration, one way or the other way, come hook or come crook, I guarantee you nobody's going to be wearing a mask. It's going to be a ruse. They're going to pitch up that tent. They're going to pack up the circus and it's going to go out of the news cycle. Trust me when I tell you that. The only reason why they're ramping it up still 
is because they don't want to talk about the crimes that have been committed, number one. And number two, they don't want to cover the Rudy events, like in Michigan yesterday, which were absolutely amazing. We're going to play some clips about that. I'm telling you, man, I am so fed up with our country. I'm so disappointed with the Democrats in our country. I can't even tell you. I have so many friends. I mean, probably 75% of my friends are Democrats. And I just am so disgusted by them. So disgusted by them because they are not standing up for what is right. And I know that I'm not wrong on this one. This is not even a difficult maneuver. This is not about the issue of abortion or the issue of anything like that, right? This isn't where, you know, uh, there's, there's some finesse in the middle somewhere. These are ones and zero issues. Ones and zeros. These are black and white issues. And what's been perpetrated against our president since the Russian hoax and the same players, Mark Elias, that's executed the Russian hoax, that waged the attack against Flynn, that, you know, it's unbelievable that Flynn was in court for four years and had to deal with a guy like Emmett Sullivan. It's unbelievable that Sidney Powell had to go through the hoops that she had to go through just to free a man and that ultimately... It took a presidential pardon to get Flynn out of that jam. What kind of system are we in? And then you look at the DOJ and you wonder what the FBI is doing. And you look at all that and you say, I'm confused. What's William Barr doing? What's the FBI? Who's Christopher Wray? Does he even have a name anymore? Does he exist? Is he breathing? How about Gina Haspel? You know, they were very clear down in Georgia with Lynn Wood and Sidney Powell, get rid of uh, Gina Haspel. And I thought it was very interesting that they threw Loeffler under the bus and they basically were saying, don't vote in Georgia if they're going to use these machines because you're just going to waste your time. And what he was doing there is he was pushing these politicians down there to step up and create some pressure. They're not talking about it. Because if they're not talking about the elephant in the room, they are part of the problem. And they are the elephant in the room. The elephant in the room is the Dominion machine that's been confiscated, that's been manipulated, been wiped I got to tell you, Justice Thomas is overlooking that state, Georgia. Chief Justice Roberts, Clarence Thomas. I mean, I'm sorry, Clarence Thomas. Clarence Thomas. I'm sorry, I misspoke. Um, Clarence Thomas is overlooking Georgia. And let me tell you something. That guy hates Joe Biden. Joe Biden is a scumbag. He's a terrible man. And treated uh, Clarence Thomas, Justice Thomas, Horribly. Not as horribly as Kavanaugh, who's looking over uh, Michigan or Wisconsin. So Amy Coney Barrett and, and Kavanaugh are both overseeing 
Michigan, and Wisconsin. It's Alito that's looking over PA. And it's Clarence Thomas looking over Georgia. And I'm telling you, there's no love. You know, you take a look at Amy Coney Barrett with Maisie Hirono, you know, basically uh, being treated terribly in front of her family, asked if she sexually harassed her staff when she has seven children. She's a Christian. It's sort of like asking Mother Teresa, did you, uh, you know, ask the, um, you know, your your staff to uh, have sex with you? I mean, what kind of question is that that you ask a person like that? What kind of, why would you ever do that? It's complete scum. Her, Maisie Hirono is a complete scumbag. To ask that question, she's a scumbag from Hawaii. So what? You're some sort of Democrat from Hawaii, and you ask a stupid question like that that you would never ask a uh, Democrat. But she did that, and maybe they'll 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 now have a have to pay for those crimes. Those are crimes too, in a way. They're assaults on a person's character, and I don't forget those things. And neither should the justices. I don't, uh, like any conservative, like any right person, I don't want our Constitution trampled on, and I don't want the conservatives on the bench at SCOTUS to do the wrong thing. I don't. I want them to do the right thing. But there's enough wiggle room in this arena right now with these Dominion machines, with the lack of chain of custody, and all that's in between. And what's at stake for our country? And what's at stake for the Senate and the packing of the courts and the packing of the court, um, the Senate and the <clears throat> uh, open of the borders and all these other things, globalism and slave labor markets. I have to say that if you're going to err, you're going to err on the side of liberty and justice and freedom and to save our country. And Alito can step up and protect Pennsylvania. Clarence Thomas can step up and say, where's the machine? And tell me what happened to the machine. And can you prove that it wasn't manipulated? And when they say, no, we can't prove that it wasn't, but we didn't do it. We didn't do it, but we can't prove that we didn't do it. Clarence Thomas has got to say, throw all those ballots out. Do a re-over, redo, uh, revote on on that, and that's that. Just do a revote. Just do a revote. That's it. January fifth for the presidency and the Senate, and they even said suggested that Lawler was in on the crime and that Collins more than likely would have won that seat. He was way ahead in the polls, by the way. Collins, Doug Collins. But I'm not a big Doug Collins fan either. I think Doug Collins is bad. He was uh, selling out the big tech a long time ago, Doug Collins. He runs for Senate against Loeffler, who's even more corrupt, who donated finance funds, uh, campaign funds, to, uh, to Raffensperger. And her husband is, you know, owner of the stock exchange. I mean, they're, they're rich as Midas, right? But... It's a very corrupt political system in Georgia. And unfortunately, you know, it's the Democrats that are corrupt. I mean, I'm sorry, it's the Republicans in Georgia that are corrupt. 
which is why they're losing. Because corruption never wins, does it? It never wins. It just it's a never it's a no win situation. And <clears throat> you know, what are we fighting for? We're fighting for um freedom. We're fighting for so much. We're fighting to save our country. We're fighting for a lot of things, but there's religious freedoms, you know, uh, religious freedoms, and we're we're also fighting for slave labor markets. You know, it says media elites, not Trump supporters, are disconnected from reality. And there's an article over on The Federalist that I wanted to talk about a little bit before we get into some audio and video clips. It says it's not Trump supporters who are living in fantasy land, but members of the corporate media who sense their power and influence is waning. With the end of Donald Trump's presidency fast approaching, which is what they say in the article, I don't believe it. We've seen a surge in columns and posts asserting that Republicans and Trump supporters have lost touch with reality. After four years of marinating in falsehoods and disinformation, a term that really just means information I don't like, Trump's backers are all turned around, we're told. They believe much that isn't so. Well, that's the opposite. And basically what they're saying is the truth is finding its way. You know, it's just like capitalism. Uh, and just like water flowing down a stream finds the path of least resistance. And the truth is like water in that scenario. And that's why we are seeing the emergence of One American News and Newsmax and America's Voice and so many other outlets that are going to rise up and replace Fox News Channel, who 20 years ago, replaced MSNBC and CNN, who replaced the network news. <clears throat> Nobody watches the outlets that were that made uh, Walter Cronkite and Dan Rather and Peter Jennings great um, and uh, Tom Brokaw. Nobody watches them. And so then they turned to CNN and MSNBC and then Fox News came around and replaced them all. And that was a wonderful thing until they until they uh, tried to take the messenger down with Roger Ailes. And people like Megan Kelly were hel- helpful in doing that. And I have tapes, you know, of Megan Kelly, you know, selling out, selling out, well, I mean, basically speaking great things about Roger Ailes, and then just you know a year later, throwing him under the bus, and you wonder why a person would be speaking out of both sides of their mouth like that, and she ruined her career as a result of it, and rightfully so. Here we are today, four years into the Trump presidency, and we're faced with Mark Elias still rigging elections, as he did in 2016 with the Russian hoax. Perkins Coey is an evil law firm. They should be closed down. They should be investigated for the crimes that they've committed against our government in treasonous ways. It's terrible what they've done. And people like Mark Elias that people don't even know about 
are the key instruments to this. There's a guy named Mark Zaid, right? He was the whistleblower's attorney, Eric Ciaramella, who was basically uh, uh, the lover of Eric's, uh, of Sean Misko, who was uh, some cross-eyed uh, lawyer that was trying to impeach the president through the office of Adam Schiff. And everything that they did was in a uh, world of secrecy, whether it's Bob Mueller or whatever. You know, um, and here we are again. And I wonder what Barr did with um, his special counsel with Durham, right? In October of 2020, before the election, he created a special counsel with Durham. Was that to reinforce Durham's strength? Or was that to deny President Trump the ability to declassify in his last waning months? Which one was that? That is a question I don't know the answer to. But it's a question worth asking. And I'm going to ask it one more time. Bill Barr created a special counsel with Durham. And Durham is now a special counsel. Is this because this uh, Durham is about to make some big announcements? After the fact, after the election, which I think is a crime in and of itself, just like Bob Mueller extended his investigation past the 2018 election, that didn't go well for the Republicans. We lost something like 40 seats or something. We lost the House, which caused the impeachment. That, that didn't go well. They created, deleveraged President Trump. The biggest crime against Trump was the impeachment, really, if you ask me. And I think it's the reason, I think it's the reason why Kirsten Nielsen got fired. Kirsten Nielsen got fired because she didn't create, she didn't oversee the election integrity properly. That's one of the problems. The second problem, though, is here we are again, and we got another special counsel. And I've always said, we don't want a special counsel. We want Trump in control. We want John Ratcliffe to declass. We want Rick Grinnell to declass. We, what, what are we doing with Gina Haspel? What, why is she blocking the declassification of certain things? And it was in part to protect Lindsey Graham and, and get him reelected. But now that Lindsey Graham's reelected, he's basically saying that Trump ought to show up to Biden's inauguration. You know, talking out of both sides of his mouth. Washington is a dirty place, let me tell you something. I live here. And I have to go to a Christmas party next week and a gala the uh, next month. And trust me, I'll be uh, washing that suit. Trust me, I'll be washing that suit. Because it's just a bunch of swine. It's the kind of goo that you walk into in a place like these galas at the Army Navy Club and the Mayflower and all this. It's just disgusting. You can't trust anybody here. That's one thing is true. But is Barr, what is Barr doing? Is Barr, is Barr taking away Trump's ability to declassify information by creating a special counsel that on the Russian investigation? So that 
he can't do any last minute maneuvers? I think that's what's going on. Now, some people think that Barr is um, empowering Durham so that when Durham comes out with his, uh, his, his report, he's going to be untouchable. I hope that's the case. I, I just don't know, right? I just don't know what side of that Barr went on. But if Barr was all in for Donald Trump, let's face it, Donald Trump needs a few wins. I mean, yes, we need the legislature, and we need to do what he's doing, but we need a few wins. We need a few wins for the media to pick it up. And it's really important what Donald Trump is doing because the courts aren't giving them their day in court. That's why Rudy and Jenna Ellis are out in Michigan and Arizona and in Arlington and and covering for PA, and they're in Georgia. They're doing it to make waves. They're doing it to make you know blow in the the, the wind into the sails, and they're doing it to create enough popular pressure, citizen pressure, populist pressure, to get the legislatures who are political to do the right thing. But. You got to question what Barr's doing too. You know, there's a lot of moving parts here. For Barr to say that there wasn't enough fraud, he hadn't seen enough fraud to uh, sway the election, is not looking at the crimes. And of course, Kaylee McInerney was asked that question at the press conference yesterday. And she said, these are all civil cases. The only thing I would say to that, though, is when you listen to these people speak, and we're going to listen to some of them speak now, they are they're talking about real fraud. And for him to say, for Barr to say that he hasn't seen fraud that would sway the election, that's just a lie. Because every one of us has seen affidavits, sworn affidavits written out that would suggest fraud that would sway an election. Barrels and uh, trucks and barrels on trucks full of ballots that were all for Biden. Hundreds of thousands of ballots. All kinds of different crazy ballots. That's fraud. So I don't know why Barr would ever say that. If, if, you know, because you have eyewitnesses to the fact that's an affidavit, sworn affidavit. It's as good as gold in a courtroom. Especially not when you have not just one, but 60. Not just 60, but 100. Not just 100, but if you go across the nation, thousands. It's really crazy stuff, man. It's absolutely crazy. So why would Barr do that? And why would Barr then do the special counsel in October? And one little saving grace piece is when Trump was doing the rallies in October, people were getting upset with Barr because Barr was saying, well, we're not going to deliver on the goods, as promised. He lied to us. Barr lied to me. He said it was going to be in the spring. Oh, COVID happened. It was going to be in the summer. That he wasn't going to be uh, impacted by the election. 
All of that turned out to not be true. Barr was lying to me. He was lying to me. And at some point, you just have to deliver. You know? Otherwise, you're part of the problem. And that's where I am right now with Barr. I'm so disgusted by it all. And I know that I speak for a lot of people that are listening here that we, we need to do we need to do better. We need to um, realize that we're in a civil war and that we need to take the gloves off and we need to realize they're not hiding it anymore. The big tech is not hiding their censorship anymore. They, they, every single thing that Trump posts is censored. Every single person that testified in Arizona pretty much got wiped off of Twitter. Okay, you're not hiding it anymore. Let me, uh, you know, go and take my two fingers and pull that nose ring off of Jack's face and smack him. I mean, the point is, is that we need to absolutely take it into the streets at some point, right? I mean, at some point, we have to figure it out. We have to figure out what we're doing. We got to take it back. And right now we're taking it back in, in with litigation, right? We're taking it back with litigation. We're taking it back with uh, the fight in the, in, the, in the courts. But God forbid something happens where Biden succeeds. If that were the case, this would be a terrible feat. It would even be more terrible if for some reason there was a revolt in Georgia and they used those machines still. Because people like Loeffler and Purdue were in on it. And next thing you know, they use these machines knowing full well that was the end goal. Is to lose those two Senate seats and lose the presidency because of Georgia. You know, um, the devil in Georgia, right? The devil in Georgia looking for a soul to steal. It's, it's Charlie Daniels. It's epic. Right? It's it's unbelievable story right there. That Georgia, they've been grooming Georgia to be the key centerpiece to overthrowing the presidency for a long time. To taking back, you know, to, to owning the electorate for a long time. They've been working on Georgia. And I never ever figured I have family I have two brothers that live in Georgia. There's nothing concern there's nothing liberal about Georgia. Yeah, you got a Atlanta with a whole bunch of um, ignorant liberal voters that buy into the Black Lives Matter thing. And I'm sorry, but President Trump is the best person that's ever been a president for the black community. And I care about the black community, but I don't like the people that subscribe to Al Sharpton, the charlatans like Jesse Jackson and uh, the folks that support Black Lives Matter. I just don't buy into it. Uh, it. And it's a political ideology. It has nothing to do with skin color. But there are people that are selling out our country and they'll do anything to win an election. And what you have is some spineless conservatives, these white people that are charlatans that lead the flock. And they're just terrible leaders. 
like Kemp and Duncan and Sherman and Raffensperger and these power elites that are bought and sold and paid for by China, China and the media, Loeffler and Wall Street, it's all part of the same cabal. I see these callers. Um, I'm going to take uh, each one of the callers. We've got to make it like 30 seconds or, or so. I mean, it's got to be short. So I'm going to take um, the caller that's been on the longest, and that's going to be Jeannie, and then I'm going to take Idaho Bob here in a second. Um, uh, Jeannie, you're on the air. Well, hello. Good morning. Good morning, Scott. I sent you a text the other day um, backing up to where you were talking about Gina Haspel. Gina Haspel is no longer around. I mean, but she was wounded on that trip over to Germany where those five soldiers got killed. And um, just believe she's no longer around. I said you something on it. So things have, things have changed at the top is my point. That's interesting. That That is uh, interesting. Uh, I haven't vetted that. And uh that's the first I've heard of that one. I haven't seen what you sent me, but uh, um, that's interesting that you say that. I have, I have heard, uh, I have heard some things about Gina Haspel, uh, like that. She's not, she's not dead, but she was wounded. But she's, but she's gone. Wow. Okay. No, nope, she's nope. She won't be back. Well, I encourage everybody to look into the Gina Haspel story that Jeannie Baum just um, uh, told us. Uh, I can't. You're not going to find it in mainstream mainstream news. No, you, of course but you're not. Keep, but keep search watching. it on Twitter. I would recommend searching on Twitter for any details related to that particular topic. Um, I can't vet. I, I haven't vetted that yet, so I can't even yep. say. But yep. uh, I understand. Yeah, but thank you for that. I, I really do appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. All right, Jeannie. Take care. All right. Um, That's interesting. I have seen a lot of little stories like that about Gina Haspel, uh, that she's dead. And uh, more than that, you know, um, just interesting stuff. Um, I just don't know. You know, I don't know that. Um, uh, But anyway, we're going to go ahead and take uh, Bob real quick. Uh, Let's see. Bob, you're on the air. You've got 30 seconds. Thank you, and uh, 30 seconds. Well, just a quote here. And if the time comes that the voice of the people doth choose iniquity, then is it the time that the judgments of God will come upon you. Yea, then is the time he will visit you with great destruction, even as he hitherto visited this land. And that's from the righteous king. Uh, People can read also... uh, uh, Doctrine and Covenants, Section 87. Hey, and uh, if they want more, they can uh, go to Ether 8, last verse, and then read it backwards uh, in the Ether 8. Uh, they can consider, essentially, that uh, there is a, ri- a righteous judge, all right? And, uh, uh, and he will... Uh, be a great leveler, and I'm afraid we'll all have to face that time. And where we, and where we people, I mean, this, this uh, the way the Chinese take care of their so-called overpopulation. Uh, I mean, they they wait till the babies are born to kill them, all right? Yeah. 
but uh, I mean, we have a, a great nation based on freedom and liberty, and uh, and we're sticking that in the when we desert those those principles, we'll have the judgments of God upon us. <laughs> anyway, appreciate you letting me in. By the way, Bob. I don't know where, where, what uh, 30 seconds is like out in Idaho, but that was more than 30 seconds. <laughs> well, we'll stay. That's our soapbox, but whatever else, keep up the good fight. His arm is sufficient. All right. Demons, All right. Thank you. <laughs> oh, we have some fun. Anyway, we're going to listen to President Trump. Thank you. This may be... the most important speech I've ever made. I want to provide an update on our ongoing efforts to expose the tremendous voter fraud and irregularities which took place during the ridiculously long November 3rd elections. We used to have what was called Election Day. Now we have election days, weeks and months, and lots of bad things happened during this ridiculous period of time especially when you have to prove almost nothing to exercise our greatest privilege, the right to vote. As President, I have no higher duty than to defend the laws and the Constitution of the United States. That is why I am determined to protect our election system, which is now under coordinated assault and siege. For months leading up to the presidential election, we were warned that we should not declare a premature victory. We were told repeatedly that it would take weeks, if not months, to determine the winner, to count the absentee ballots, and to verify the results. My opponent was told to stay away from the election. Don't campaign. We don't need you. We've got it. This election is done. In fact, they were acting like they already knew what the outcome was going to be. They had it covered, and perhaps they did, very sadly for our country. It was all very, very strange. Within days after the election, we witnessed an orchestrated effort to anoint a winner, even while many key states were still being counted. The constitutional process must be allowed to continue. We are going to defend the honesty of the vote by ensuring that every legal ballot is counted and that no illegal ballot is counted. This is not just about honoring the votes of 74 million Americans who voted for me. It's about ensuring that Americans can have faith in this election and in all future elections. You know, it's so true. Um, we, are, we are in a fight for our lives here, and every single illegal vote disenfranchises a legal vote. Anytime somebody questions whether or not a judge will come in and deem a swath of votes to be illegal, don't blame the judge. Blame the election worker that decided that they wanted to cheat, that they didn't want to play by the rules, and that they wanted to go rogue. Trust me when I tell you that this shall not stand in America. Elections have consequences, and rules are rules. And there's no way, 
in all the anomalies, you know, whether it's you look at the down ticket victories that the Republicans won because of their ideas, because of the love for Donald Trump, the crowd sizes, uh, the ineptitude, you know, of, of Joe Biden. You know, he can't even string a sentence together. He's just an idiot and a corrupt one at that. Uh, nobody stepped up and voted for Joe Biden, but they didn't care. They didn't need it. And he was too blind. To, he was too dumb to even cover it up. But this is what's been going on is they've been cavalier about their corruption. They've been arrogant about their crimes uh, and who they are. And they're, they think that their ideas are right. And like I said in the beginning of this show, they used to create a ruse that you could disprove. They would want to raise your taxes because of some great idea. And they would disguise it and say, this isn't socialism. Now, uh, they have uh, the control of the media. They have the control of the intelligence community. I love the person who said in Georgia yesterday uh, at the Lynn Wood, Sidney Powell rally that uh, uh, I loved it when they said... Uh, you know, this is the people's party, that you control them. It's not the other way around. They think that they control you. But no, and that's why I love President Trump is because he's always made the, the White House the people's house. Um, let's take a listen to this. What if the trust you had in your republic was shattered overnight? What if the dramatic stories and scenes you watch in the comfort of your home started playing out in real life, right before your eyes? Is that what's happening? Are we living through an episode of Scandal or House of Cards? Literally overnight, Americans lost faith in the security of their elections. Middle of the night ballot dumps, glitches, and secret vote counting certainly raised suspicion. Then things only got worse. Enter Dominion Voting Software. 6,000 votes. Yes, that's right. 6,000 votes switched from President Trump to former Vice President Joe Biden in the vital swing state of Michigan, no less. Many in the media rushed to chalk this up to human error, which begs the question, why on earth are we using software that is so easily corrupted by humans? Surely, we should be able to have enough trust in our elections to believe that the folks running them are competent enough to not make a mess of things. Sadly, that doesn't seem to be the case. Don't believe me? Just look at what happened right here in my home state of Arizona. The Republican chair of the Maricopa County Republican Party, the largest county in the country, was forced to resign from her position for failing to attend a pre-election test of the county's ballot tabulation machines. And who owns those machines? You guessed it, Dominion. This isn't the first time questions have been raised about Dominion voting software. Last year, the Texas Secretary of State rejected Dominion, citing multiple hardware and software issues. And guess which state hasn't had any voting irregularities? Dominion software almost cost this man his job. Meet Michigan resident Adam Kokendurfer. Adam went to bed thinking he had lost his bid for re-election as Oakland County Commissioner only to wake up to find out that a Dominion glitch 
gave his hard-fought win to his opponent. Luckily for Adam, this mistake was caught. All roads lead to dominion, it seems. The Canadian company is one of three voting softwares primarily used in American elections. Oddly enough, almost every single state, down to the county that's being challenged, implements Dominion. It's reported that in 2016, Dominion voting system reached approximately 71 million voters in 1,635 jurisdictions in the U.S. According to experts, if one site has a flaw, other sites are likely to have it as well. That is terrifying. And it only gets scarier. When you dig deeper, according to Sidney Powell, a member of President Trump's legal team, Dominion software allows vote counters to switch votes. She even alleges that some leaders knowingly brought faulty software into their states and into jurisdictions and claims there's evidence of kickbacks for officials who signed contracts with Dominion. Substantial sums of money being given to family members of state officials who bought the software. Mrs. Powell also alleges that Nancy Pelosi's former chief of staff became a lobbyist for Dominion and that Diane Feinstein's husband is a significant shareholder in the company. Oh, and a member of Joe Biden's transition team allegedly sits on the board of Smartmatic, a subsidiary of Dominion. If Dominion is so easily corrupted by outside forces, can you blame Americans for their concern at who might be pulling the strings? Something smells fishy. This is the United States of America for crying out loud. We are not a banana republic. This isn't some far-fetched conspiracy theory. In 2016, an explosive investigation spearheaded by Princeton University professor Andrew Appel exposed just how easily this software can be corrupted. In his report, Appel out. After all, if they have nothing to hide, they should have nothing to worry about, right? Or does that only apply to fake dossiers used to spy on President Trump? Well, <laughs> that's pretty damning stuff, right? That that right there is alarming, and that covers it. We wanted to play a lot more clips today uh, with respect to um, some of the testimony in Michigan. Uh, President uh, uh, Rudy Giuliani, I should say, was out there in Michigan um, fighting the good fight late last night. You, you can check out the uh, testimony on YouTube. And uh, be sure to check out scottadamshow.com and redstatetalkradio.com for the latest YouTube information. Um, we're at the end of our show. My name is Scott Adams, and I'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye now. Grab a shovel, dig a hole a little deeper Just to bury my kids right up to there